Okay. Oh, I have a question. Okay. okay. So, I was listening to this great podcast called Shook Podcast. Oh. Uh-huh. I was listening to them um, on my drive to and from school today. Mm-hmm. And maybe because I'm like a bad fan or supporter obviously they're not from california do you know where they're from um the two local ladies i don't but i probably they have an accent no it doesn't sound anything like that i don't know why (laughs) i said is because I was like oh like maybe we could make a friend and then I was like do they live nearby and I I know they don't live close to us but I can't remember off the top of my head yeah. where they're from I know they're not is from there here. a reason why we're disclosing people's locations on our podcast well this, we're not because we don't know where they're oh, from. okay <laughs> but um because I was listening to it and I I mean they have an accent and so I always wondered because I know that like you know, like, people from places, they don't think they have an accent. Like, that's just their mm-hmm. voice. But then they go somewhere else, and then people say, like, oh, I love your accent. Yeah. And, like, I don't think I have an accent. And then there's times where I've gone back east, and people are immediately like, oh, you're from California because you have an accent. Or you're from the West Coast because you have the West Coast accent. Yeah. And I don't, like, I just wish I knew what it sounded like. I mean, and. I- I think yeah. people, I think the way people hear my, like, I guess our voices or our accents, quote unquote, is like how I, I'm worried that it's how I view, like, those girls and guys that have, like, a very stereotypical, obnoxious valley girl accent. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, oh my God, did you go over here? Yeah. I and I really hope that's not true. I mean, everyone has an accent. I, of course, like, I don't think think I have an accent I mean everyone has an accent but I just I just think my voice is annoying I don't think it I don't think it's an accent I think it's just just insufferable probably to listen to so apologies this this I mean this is kind of on topic because there's lots of accents in this there are um, yeah film Mm -hmm. and anytime because this takes place in Sweden Mm -hmm. and anytime I think of Sweden I think of Trixie Mattel the Swedish people she does like a terrible Swedish accent, <laughs> but she thinks it's amazing because of Klarna. I am, I am Swedish. Yeah, you're like My 90% Swedish. Um, well, actually, hopefully it's either, no, I think it, I'm pretty sure it's Swedish. I honestly can't remember off the top of my head because to be honest, I don't really care. Um, I mean, you look like everyone in this film. <laughs> Blonde haired, blue eyed, yeah, pale skin. About half Swedish. And then I'm like about 25% German and then like the other 25% uh, Egyptian. Egyptian's the weird one. It doesn't fit. Although I will say I was born, my parents must have been shocked because I was born with deep, deep olive skin and thick black hair. Like, like the hair was shocking. Like, I think you've seen my newborn baby picture and then it just all fell out and grew back blonde. So. Yeah, because you were bald for <laughs> I was quite bald a for a long time. Yeah. Your life. Anyways, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Stop. 
Um, so annoying every time we try. <laughs> I become so I'm not annoying when we're not recording the podcast. <laughs> Uh, this is episode 11. Is it pronounced Midsommar or Midsummer? I think it's just Midsummer. But I, when I first, um, saw, like, the trailers for this movie, I liked to pronounce it very obnoxiously, as I usually do when I was pronouncing it Midsommar. I learned that we had, we pronounced Cillian Murphy incorrectly that entire episode. Apparently yeah, it's Killian. It's Killian. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think I I'm not even kidding you. I think after we had like pu- like I think 10 a <laughs> 10 01 a.m. on like that Friday probably yeah. that we had posted I went on TikTok and there was someone that was talking about Peaky Blinders I think and mm-hmm. they said Killian Murphy and that's when I was like, "Oh Imagine no." Imagine the amount of things that I have said incorrectly just within 10 episodes. I'm sure it's tragic who cares when i first saw this movie i hated it really Mm-hmm. because my favorite i feel like i've probably said this before i think you know this my favorite hor- one of my favorite horror movies probably top one or two top, top two one. <laughs> number one or two mm-hmm. um interchangeably favorite horror movie is hereditary yeah hereditary is directed by ari aster who also directs this film um this the making of midsummer was announced basically right after hereditary came out Mm -hmm. so it was already like known that oh there's another one coming and i loved hereditary so much that i was so excited for this movie and i did the one thing that you're never supposed to do and i compared this movie to hereditary and Mm -hmm. i went to go see this and i went to go see it in the theaters and halfway through i wanted to walk out I was like, this sucks. This isn't scary. This is boring. I don't like it. And I think the thing is, is that they're two completely different movies. This is more of an unsettling horror movie, whereas Hereditary is like, bam, like very, very scary, intense the whole time, and you're scared. Whereas this one, not so much. And it also, it's just a lot of shock gore. Yeah. I'm not particularly a fan of that. You're neither are you. Mm -hmm. But... I think after watching it, I didn't, I watched it the first time in the theaters. I hated it. I was one of those people that went around everywhere when people talked about (laughs) Midsummer, and I said, I fucking hated that movie. Yeah. And a lot of people liked it. I thought that they were lying for attention about liking the movie. And then after a really long time of refusing to watch it again, I watched it again, actually like thoroughly paid attention to what was going on in the story and stopped comparing it to Hereditary. And I Mm -hmm. liked it. Because I think it's also one of those movies that you really have to think and pay attention mm-hmm. to. And then there's little Easter eggs everywhere. And then mm-hmm. you kind of enjoy it more and more. And now I really like this movie. Yeah, I like it. I think I it's think good. this would be in my top five, Midsummer. Yeah, I think um, I think it's really good. I I don't know if it's in necessarily my top five. Or I don't, I don't know if I even really have like a top five. But, um, I like it. I will say it definitely is unsettling, and I like that about it. I, yeah, like you said, I don't love the moments of 
gore and the the super super gore like i just i've said it before i'm just not very impressed by that stuff it doesn't it just makes me feel icky it doesn't scare me yeah so that's i think where maybe i guess it would lose points for me but i mean i think it's a very well done movie i mean oh yeah it's really good it's amazing um acting is amazing yeah of course florence pugh's in it well actually both of our spouses are in this both of our spouses are in this movie your husband will poulter my husband will my wife florence pugh yeah Anyways, we, um, so I, I, you know that my best friend recently started listening to this podcast and Mm -hmm. I was, we were talking about it and I told them that we were going to be watching this movie Mm -hmm. and they described this as like, watch as these men just men themselves to death, which I think is pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. Just men men. (laughs) I mean, that's a lot of horror movies. But I guess. <laughs> but usually there's at least one redeemable male character. And I <laughs> guess none. at the very least, maybe Pele is the most redeemable. But also, he's like a sex trafficker at this point. So, I don't know. I know. Uh, so, shall we do the damn thing? I have a Kayla's question. Oh. Should we do that first? Okay. Well, I actually have two Kayla's questions. I'm only going to do one. I couldn't decide which to pick. But... I think the one I'm going to pick is, and this is less of a Kayla's question and more of a Kayla's discussion point. Oh my god, do I have to reply to two <laughs> You have to reply to two foes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just wondering if you have any particular thoughts on hallucinogenic drugs. And I don't mean like, um, I, I don't, it's not in like a judgmental way or like a, I would do them, I wouldn't do them type of way. <clears throat> I'm just curious if you have any thoughts on them because obviously there's a lot of that going uh-huh. on in this movie. So I'm just curious. Um, I mean, I don't really have a strong stance on them either way. Like I don't think anything of people who do them or don't mm-hmm. do them. Um, I think that a lot of people microdose them for different, Mm -hmm. like, beneficial reasons and, like, good for you. I don't really know how that works, but I know that it works because I'm pretty sure even certain medical professionals, uh, like, recommend that you do it and, Mm -hmm. like, that's great. I know a lot of people do it for, like, a spiritual awakening or, like, to get through, like, a mental block and, like, if it works, it works. Like, Mm -hmm. you go for it, dude. Um... Will I ever participate in a hallucinogenic drug? No. (laughs) And the reason why is because I don't like feeling out of control. Because I feel like I'm out of control anyways. Because of anxiety. And I feel like at any moment, if anything inconveniences me in the slightest, I will just crumble to the floor. And I think that's just too much turbulence and too much of unknown Mm -hmm. that I just can't do it. I really don't like not knowing how something is going to feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I don't know how it's going to feel. And I know, like, you're not going to know until you try it. But, like, I don't need to know this. This is not something I ever need to know about. And I also know that you have to be in a really good headspace in order to, like, have a – typically to have, like, a good trip. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm just constantly in a bad headspace. (laughs) So I feel like I just – you're never going to catch me in a good headspace. (laughs) Maybe, like, if someone wanted to shove, like, a shroom in my mouth the moment I open my eyes in the morning – Oh, I wake up in but a, even then I, wake I might up wake a up in a panic. Cold sweat, panic every single morning. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I feel like yours is pretty pretty much the same. Pre- yeah, pretty much the same. I don't have a We've lot of thoughts. We've talked about it a whole lot. Yeah, I don't have a lot of thoughts. I will say I'm very fascinated by it. I 
I would love to know what the experience is like without actually trying it. Okay, this is episode 11. Midsummer released in 2019. 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, this is your chance to guess the box office budget right this time, if you remember. You know you what's funny? Know. I don't even remember. Is um, it f- it's 40-something million, right? Yeah, 47.86 million dollars in the U.S. Their budget was nine million dollars. I guessed it right. Um, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, the director is this movie is directed by Ari Aster, who also directs Hereditary, and this is starring both of our future spouses, Will Poulter, Florence Pugh, and Jack Rayner, who plays a shitty ass boyfriend. I don't remember if there's anything else that I'm supposed to say, but I don't care. Oh, uh, this film was released in Sweden. Everyone thought it was a comedy, mm-hmm. and Ariana Grande is a huge fan of the film. Yeah. Tried to buy the May Queen dress, <laughs> couldn't get it. She's not that famous and not <laughs> they were that like, rich. No. It's I'm so it's hilarious to me that Kim Kardashian was able to get the was it Marilyn Monroe like beaded oh, yeah. diamond dress mm-hmm. and broke it. Yeah, and yet Ariana Grande couldn't get the May Queen dress that Florence Pugh wore. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and she also had a midsummer themed birthday party for herself on the twenty seventh birthday. So the movie opens up with um, snow. Mm-hmm snowing and uh the phone is ringing in the middle of the night it gets the answering machine because it's the middle of the night um we find out it's danny calling her mom and dad she's worried about her sister terry Mm -hmm. because she got a concerning email from her immediately typical eldest daughter behavior i can vouch for that yeah it's like checking in on your family because your parents don't know how to raise their kid Mm -hmm. um and we see the email, and it's it's essentially Terry saying goodbye. She's, I, and she also is gonna she's gonna take mom and dad. With yes, her. and she's taking mom and dad down with her. I cannot read a single thing on this damn computer screen. Nothing really. I didn't write down what it said, but it's nothing important. It's basically that she's in a bad spot. Everything's black and scary, and mom and dad are coming too. Yeah, goodbye. Exactly. Yeah, period. Um, so that's concerning. Um, and. Danny calls Christian, who is her deadbeat boyfriend, and he's just immediately useless off the bat. He's sitting. He knows that this whole, like, situation is happening with her and her sister. And first of all, he tries to gaslight her, saying it's her fault that she's (laughs) having a mental breakdown because she gives her too much attention Mm -hmm. for it, which, okay. And then he is just fucking around at this pizza shop with his friends talking mad shit about her saying that she (laughs) like she's mentally unwell and needs a therapist Mm -hmm. and is not with her trying to comfort her and walk her through this whole situation wow because he sucks and he doesn't he hates her i feel like he hates her (laughs) well he does and we we also find out here in this scene that he is wanting to break up with her and it just hasn't pulled the trigger yet um but danny also feels that like she knows Oh, yeah. That he yeah. wants to break up with her. He's mm-hmm. worried. She's worried that she's leaning too far. She's leaning on him. He doesn't ask her for anything, and she asks him for so much. Mm-hmm. And honestly, she should listen to her friend that's on the other side of the yeah. phone. She's saying it shouldn't be too much, because if he loves you, he'd do anything for you. And yeah. that if he breaks up with you because he can't handle it, then good riddance, he's a piece of shit. And I'm like, hallelujah, friend. Listen to her. But yeah. she doesn't. Um... My husband, Will Poulter, is there. We learn that these men all suck. Mm-hmm. 
Danny gets a call from an unknown number, mm-hmm. and then it flashes to... This is when we get a layout of the scene that has happened. Yeah. Well, um, I, th- I think first what happens is Danny calls Christian crying. Yeah, she's screaming. Mm-hmm. And, and wait, she's wailing. Yeah, like, and, and this is when we it. find out that Terry has gone and done it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she has killed herself and the their parents. Uh, carbon monoxide carbon poisoning. Monoxide. She duct taped um, one exhaust pipe to um, her parents' bedroom door, and then she mm-hmm. duct taped the other exhaust pipe directly to her mouth. Yeah. And it is quite a gruesome mm-hmm. sight. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously he's not dumping her now. And then, bam, it's not winter anymore. Yeah. Um, Danny's just laying awake in bed, not sleeping, which, Same. fair enough. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and Christian, I love this. He just comes in and he's like, all right, babe, I'm going to a party. <laughs> and she's like, she decides, oh, I'll, I'll tag along with you. And yeah. you can tell he's not thrilled. No. But it's at this party that we learn that Christian has plans to go to Sweden with his annoying friends, including my husband, Will Poulter. For a midsummer celebration. And they're leaving in two weeks. And this yes. is the first that Danny is hearing about it. Yes. Um, Danny's pissed. Yeah, she's not happy, understandably so. Mm-hmm. And um, back at home, they get in an argument about it because she's obviously upset that she didn't know. I mean, she's asked the bare minimum from him. Communication. That's all <laughs> she's asked is communication. Yeah. And he says, well, I just decided today. And then she's like, you already bought a ticket. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that you just decided today. And even if you did just decide today, you already bought a ticket. You could have told her and been like, hey, babe, I want to go do this. Yeah. And then he gaslights her some And then more. he does this thing that like really just grinds my gears where he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you sorry? <laughs> God. <laughs> and all she wants is communication and he sucks and all he wants to do is leave Mm -hmm. he's just like a typical dude he's like well i don't like this i just want to get out of here yeah he wants to leave she obviously is doesn't want to be alone because she's very she's trying to do anything and everything to get him to stay she's Mm -hmm. like i like she starts apologizing she says i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry like starts to like talk to him like a little kid kind of being like well you're 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 excited to go, right? You're going to go for your thesis, right? That's so mm-hmm. cool, Christian. Oh, my God. And then I guess he decides to stay. Yeah. And um, when Christian is, again, hanging out with his friends, um, we learn that he has invited Danny to come, and she has said yes. And he but does he's not, not actually going to come. Yeah, she's not actually going to come. Um, I, th- I think this is like a typical like pity invite like this yeah. is an invite just to get you to shut up yeah this is an invite just to be like see like you can come mm-hmm. but he's like he thinks that she's bluffing yeah he doesn't think that she's actually going to come yeah also eyebrows is a complete douche that is my husband will polter i would appreciate if you could use his name he's a douche and so um Danny walks in and Sir Eyebrows is like, hey, um, Christian, can I go talk to you in the other room? Real quick? Yeah. Basically probably about to bitch about Danny. Yeah. Uh, Josh, who is the other friend, who is the one who's mainly doing, they're going to this midsummer thing because of his thesis, his thesis mainly. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. doing research on different midsummer traditions and different cultures and mm-hmm. things. Um, 
And he basically just ignores Danny the entire yeah. time, doesn't even like make eye contact with her for a second. And Pele is the only decent human being there. Yeah, he's he, the like, only one drops, who's nice to her. He puts everything down that mm-hmm. he was doing, and he sits and he makes eye contact and he talks to her and he's, he's asking her how she's doing. He's lovely. Danny should date him instead. Yeah. And um, we find out that uh, he asks her like, "Oh, you're gonna come?" He's like telling her about it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going. They're going to a celebration at his. He says his family's community. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you live. You live in a commune." a cult <laughs> and he says that it's just a very small like tight-knit community yeah much. like mm-hmm. we're all family which sounds great and the th- another thing that kind of pissed me off about this is that the day that they arrive she says will be her birthday mm-hmm. so that means that christian was gonna leave her alone on her birthday <laughs> on her birthday which is supposed this is will definitely be the first birthday that she'd uh-huh. be having without her entire family after a murder suicide mm-hmm. hmm. interesting interesting um, he starts to show Danny pictures of his family. They were taught the runic alphabet. That's like a bunch of signs that they're symbols and stuff that she's seeing in pictures. And talks to her about the May Queen. Yeah, and um, Pele tries to tell Danny like that he's so sorry. He heard about what happened to her family. And he can relate a little bit because he lost his parents too, which, um, same. But Danny cannot hear it yet she's too deep in the pits of grief and she starts to like have a panic, have attack. A panic attack yeah and she goes into the bathroom and cries um, and we get a sick ass transition yeah to a super plane. cool transition and then she's in the plane bathroom having a panic attack mm-hmm. too i think that at this point danny has been in a nice little bubble mm-hmm. and she's kind of been able to not function as a human being and this is kind of forcing her to function as a human being yeah and like deal with trauma when they arrive there's a four-hour drive they have to make to the community so they they drive there and they arrive at this like random giant grassy field where um pele introduces them to his his friends and family um and his his who he calls his brother um one of his his friends basically um Iyengar Ingar 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 I wrote down the name but I wasn't actually yeah. really paying attention to how um, it's pronounced. but anyway he's also brought um friends from Simon London and Connie. Mm-hmm. Simon and Connie mm-hmm. he says this is actually great timing because we just took some shrooms yeah so they and then they they basically peer pressure Danny into taking yeah. drugs which let me well, tell it's you it's mainly let, Mark Right. But let me tell you, this is something you would not catch me dead doing. I will admit, and you know this about me, I I am a marshmallow and I take a lot of shit from a lot of people. I think I cry. But I do not fold to peer pressure. I have never, from when I was a small child, I have never once done something because all my friends were doing it i will be the odd man out you will not catch me dead doing something i don't want to do because everyone else is i think doing the it. only way that i'd succumb to peer pressure like that is if you were also there peer pressuring me if you were peer pressuring me along with everybody else then i'd do it and then i'd just sob to myself and be like i didn't want to do this my desire to be comfortable far outweighs um my desire to impress anyone i like i can remember times in college when like you know all my roommates were like i mean at the time it was like it wasn't drugs it was like drinking you know but at the time they were all like drinking and you know and it was less i mean at the time i it was less probably that 
I didn't want to drink and more just that I didn't want to potentially get in trouble for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I could, yeah, I remember times when literally everyone else and they would like, and they would be not like peer pressuring, but you know, the thing that like, fucking college every kids 10 do seconds they're like, do you want to drink? 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 Yeah. drink yeah do you want to drink do you want to drink what are you drinking and oh I, i'm drinking a soda you don't want a beer i just do you want me to add some jack to that i just don't fall Shut for up. that no shit. i just don't want to drink that is the one thing and like like i said i am not a headstrong person to be honest with you like i i am very soft but i do not fucking fold to peer pressure yeah no, no i don't um well i mean when it comes to like drugs or drinking like no I don't peer pressure to that because I also don't particularly like drinking and so there are lots of times where I go out even like just to like sometimes it's like dinner and stuff and Mm -hmm. everyone's drinking and I don't and people kind of do that stupid annoying like are you sure you don't want anything Mm -hmm. to drink are you sure you don't want anything to drink I can get you a drink do you want a drink do you want a beer do you want this I'm fine telling them no 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 a million times no oh yeah I'm like I'll sip on my d-peppy and I'll vibe like I don't want to drink. Anyways, um, she gets peer pressured. Yeah, <laughs> she, she does. She does um, take the drugs. She the marijuana. Do no, the she drugs. The, she <laughs> she, she do, eats a shroom. She does the drugs. She does um, a drug. She eats a. <laughs> she does a drug. <laughs> um, but anyways, this is also one of those weird places where it's light out all the time. It's like 9 p.m. and it's light out, which is, I think, making them freak out even it's, more. This is honestly <laughs> the only funny thing that uh, Mark says. He he asks, like, like, why is it still light out? Like, what time is it? <laughs> and they say, like, 9 p.m. or something like that. And he's like, that can't be right. <laughs> he doesn't. The sky is blue. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, the sun doesn't set here. And then he's, like, freaking out. And then some other guy walks up, and I think it's Christian who actually says, like, ah, oh, fuck, it's a new person. And I'm like, I related to that sentence completely. Like, yeah. ah, fuck, it's a new person. Yeah, he he didn't like that. And it's, yeah, I mean, I relate. I think the midnight sun would freak me out mm-hmm. sober. So, yeah, anyway, my husband, Will Poulter, is freaking out. Danny also starts to panic, and she thinks people are laughing at her. Well, she- before that, um... Someone says, like, or Pele's talking about, like, you, you can feel the earth, the trees are breathing, and she's kind of, like, having this, like, she's having a pretty good trip at this point. Um, she looks down and, like, some grass is, like, sprouting out of the back of her hand. Mm-hmm. She's kind of, like, falling into the earth. And I think it's Pele who says that, like, you guys are, like, my family. Mm-hmm. And after Danny hears family it's no longer a good trip she starts to panic she starts to think about her um she starts thinking about her family Mm -hmm. and what's happened and this good trip where she's breathing with the trees and kind of turning into grass is now a bad trip i Um, just realized that the guy who plays josh is the guy from the good place yes uh chidi yeah i Mm -hmm. didn't realize that so yeah she thinks people are laughing at her she runs into the bathroom and she sees her sister's face in the like shadows mm-hmm. and her face is like melting off and she sprints into the woods and falls asleep yeah um and she wakes up the guys are all there they tell her that they found her sleeping like six hours ago it never really got dark but now it is tomorrow mm-hmm. um it's her birthday mm-hmm. but and no they one's all, saying anything and they all set off down this path they're hiking to get um to the commune 
Um, my husband, Will Poulter, is wanting to know if there are ticks in Sweden. He's the most fucking annoying person in the entire We learned planet. that there are ticks in Sweden, and it's actually a big problem. I think they were joking with him. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, um, fun fact. <laughs> so, Mark's extreme phobia of ticks is actually based on Ari Aster's real-life fear of bugs and illness. Mm. Like Mark, uh, Ari Aster actually wore two pairs of socks over his jeans to ensure that he would not receive any bug bites while they were out. Yeah, same. That sounds like something I would do. There's like this yellow flower pass, and I hated the fact that they're stepping on all these flowers. Yeah. They're so pretty. Well, worse things are going to happen, unfortunately. You're not supposed to leave a trace (laughs) when you're in the nature. And they're leaving a trace. Yeah. Well, they do arrive at um, Harga. Yep, they are the Harga people. Um, where an Olive Pele's family is there, and it looks lovely. Everyone's wearing white, and they're playing flutes. It seems like a really nice time. We immediately do see that these folks have interesting rituals. They're, like, lighting torches in a way that reminds me of the Olympics, and they're doing these big elaborate songs and dances uh, like i i said if you didn't immediately know this is a cult it would be a super cool cultural experience yeah it seems like sick um <laughs> they one of them they come and they hand them the little strawberry it looks like little bits of strawberries on like a piece of wheat that's what that looks like yeah <laughs> and they say tack mm-hmm. um, or danny says tack mm-hmm. which or talk which means thanks in mm-hmm. swedish um, and I think from the jump, you kind of get the sense that, like, Christian and Mark, Mark's very disrespectful. Yes. Christian is, like, doesn't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. He's kind of just there for no other reason other he had nothing to do. Josh is very interested from, like, a scientific standpoint. He's, like, very, like, touristy, like, look at this, look at these people. Like, he could mm-hmm. be filming, like, a Discovery Channel documentary on mm-hmm. these, like, weird-ass people. Whereas Danny seems to really be, like, immersing herself and, like, learning and being very respectful. Mm-hmm. I think she's the most respectful and understanding out of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, when they get greeted by one of, the, like, the elders in this community, he shakes all the boys' hands, but he, like, fully embraces Danny, mm-hmm. which is pretty funny. And Mark's vaping. <laughs> He's yeah. vaping. <laughs> I mean, this is typical male behavior. I can name men that I know in my real life who would behave like that. But anyways, um, Pele is the only one who has remembered Danny's birthday. Mm-hmm. And he drew a picture for her, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Mm-hmm. I think they should date. They're getting a tour of the place, and Christian points out this uh, yellow building, which we learn is a secret temple that no one's allowed in. When Pele gives Danny the gifts. She tells him that Christian forgot and that, but she forgot to remind him. <laughs> if I had to remind you when my birthday was, I think I'd divorce you. They're talking with Simon and Connie and um, Simon and Connie are actually engaged. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> Christian, and then they ask, I think it's Connie who asked, like, oh, how, how long have you guys been together? Christian says three and a half years, pretty confidently. Yeah. And she's like, mm, try again. It's actually four years and two weeks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. Um, but you also get the sense that Danny's just very nice. Mm-hmm. When they say that they're engaged, she's, like, she's very, like, wants to get to know people. They find out that they're engaged, and she's like, oh, congratulations. 
decorations. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get the yellow building, which they call it the Rotvalta. And while they're getting a tour, there's a bear in a cage. Yeah, for some reason. And they're like, are you not going to say anything about this bear? And he <laughs> says, it's a bear. Yeah, it's, it's just there. And that's it. Which is fine. I mean, I guess they have other things to worry about. Yeah, I mean, and they do. Yeah. There are some, I guess, tapestries that have a bunch of little stories kind of sewn on them. And this is where we get the um, the pube. I wrote this as the pube blood soup story. Yeah. <laughs> which we will kind of get a little bit later. Yeah. And then they get led into their sleeping quarters, which is in this gorgeous building. Mm-hmm. And, and it's where all the young people sleep. Mm-hmm. It's de- it's very cute. It's very yeah. nicely decorated. And um, Pele says that they think of the they life. They think of life as seasons. As seasons. So when you're born to when you're about 17, that is. Spring. Spring. Um, 18 to 36 is summer. Mm-hmm. 37 to 56 is when um, is fall mm-hmm. when you're a worker and or a laborer I think is what they say and then 57 to 72 you become a mentor mm-hmm. and then Danny's like what happens when you're 72 <laughs> and Pele does kind of like a like mm-hmm. you did mm-hmm. and they're all like ha, 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 <laughs> funny joke and then we get a glimpse of the wall of the May Queens Mm-hmm. And after this, Christian pulls Danny aside, and he has a piece of cake for her with a candle. That he just pulled out of his ass. Yeah, so he decided not to be a total jackass today. He, he woke up on the right side of the bed. Well, this was after you kind of see Pele kind of reminding him, like, yeah. hey, it's, it's mm-hmm. your girlfriend's birthday, you douche. Can't yeah. light the candle, because he can't do anything, right? Yeah, <laughs> he can't get the candle. I can't with this man. And thankfully, um, Danny sees right through it, and she's just like, just fucking stop. Like, I know you forgot. Yeah. So, anyways, when they're all getting ready for bed that uh, that night, they find out that the next day will be the Atastupa. Atastupa. Is it the... They say Atastupa? Atastupa? I think um, Atastupa is, like, the... Like, multiple? Uh, Maybe. But I know, I know that atastoop is like the is like actual the war, right? thing. Yeah, at at atastoop, atastoop, atastoop. Just no ah. Um. Anyway, Christian and Danny don't know what that is. Josh does. Josh Pele she, knows what it is. Josh knows what it is. Yeah, and they and Josh doesn't. They tell just don't anything. tell. Him. And yeah. Danny is like, "Is it scary?" Mm-hmm. And they're Josh like, is like <laughs> "Mystery," which I think is fucked. Yeah, I think that if anyone, Danny should have been warned. That would have been fine if you wanted to, like, ha, 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 like, not tell Christian and Mark. But I feel yeah. like out of all the people, you should probably tell Danny about what she's about to see. But, well, I know. think they also don't necessarily believe that it's going to be real. I guess. Um, but, like, what? Well, Like they, a theatrical rendition of an Atastoup? Well, an Atastoup is mythical. It's not real. Yeah, I know. Um, so I don't think they go... Like, if, if this were real life and you went and they were like, oh, there's going to be an Atastoop, you'd be like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Like, I think you would think it was going to be like, yeah, kind of like you said, like yeah, maybe a, red, a rendition or like a... What's the word the I'm looking for? The musical version of an Atastoop. Musical <laughs> version. the musical. Um, so the next day they're, they're eating a meal at this really weird diagonal table. And <clears throat> imagine how much food it would take to feed all these people. Where are they getting all this food from? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. My husband, <clears throat> my husband Will Poulter is rude about the food. He says it's gross. Which, to be fair, and and I I am biased because I'm in love with him, but the food does look kind of gross. Yeah, um, that's a big deal is that, or not a big deal, but one of the things that I had read is that you don't actually see anyone, like the foreigners, like the outsiders, none of them actually eat any of the food. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime that any fork is like brought to their mouth, it's like very obviously like there's nothing on it. Other than when Christian takes a big old bite of the pubie pie. Yeah. <laughs> the, you don't ever see any of them. Um eat anything and a lot of the meat and things like that is typically like rotted meat so yeah it's pretty gross mark is also extremely disrespectful but again he's right there's a lot of (gasps) yeah there's a lot of rituals going on Mm -hmm. um the the a few of the older folks take what looks like a shot of alcohol it might not be it might just be like it might be one of their hallucinogenic teas or I think something. it's alcohol because they're all taking it. Yeah. But, I mean, that makes sense for what they're about to do. They're going to need it. So I really like the um, the thing they do where they, like, touch the shot to, like, the other's, like, Oh, yeah, chest, to the other person's chest. And, and then, then they, they take, take it. it. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. We should start like doing that every yeah. time we eat. With, like, our, like, yeah. NyQuil or something. <laughs> our immunity shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I had this note that, like, imagine that you had to atestoop with someone you didn't really like. Yeah. Like, just, like, the one person in, like, the community that you're like, God, Gary. I know. (laughs) And then you have to atestoop with them. (laughs) Damn. You're probably, like... It's like a Can I push Gary off the cliff instead of him letting, like, That would be sick. What if they let you pick one person to push off? Mm, That would be cool. That would be pretty sick. Um, Anyways, everyone has gathered for the atestoop. Um, there is a massive cliff, which is, it's a lot taller than I remembered it the first time I watched this. It's a very tall cliff. Yeah. Um, there is a cutting of the hand situation that I do not like. Uh, gives me chills, but, um, there's a cutting of the hand and, and we see blood. Mm-hmm. Um, he wipes his hands on one of the, um, It's like a runic, stones. like, stone yeah. type deal. Um... And before they go, actually, Mark decides to go take a nap. He says, I'm really tired. I don't want to be a part of this. And he goes to take a nap. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a pretty good choice from, like, the writing sense of Mm -hmm. it. Because imagine if Mark were there to watch this. The attestoop. What? You think he'd be, like, eating popcorn or? I think he, I think it would just be crazy. I mean, this scene is truly, though, where all hell breaks loose. I mm-hmm. mean, this is when they start to realize something is very off here. Yeah, I think everyone starts to sense that things are wrong. People are starting to, like, breathe. Like, you can see Danny and Christian, who seemingly have not been told what's happening. They kind of start to get a little panicky, mm-hmm. and they kind of get the sense of what's about to happen. Yeah. It gets pretty gory pretty fast. I mean, the first woman jumps from the cliff. And Head obviously dies right into a rock. Yeah, literally crumbles into a million. Terrifying. Pieces. I did this um, movie as part of a. Um, I took a medical anthropology class, and we had to do some sort of like uh, medical anthropology that is in media. Mm-hmm. And I did this, even though it is like somewhat of like a folklore, mm-hmm. mystical type deal. It's not like it's not something that's 
practiced mm-hmm. or was really ever practiced that we mm-hmm. know of unless it was like way 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 back in yeah. the olden days when it's like theorized that this person did it or not mm-hmm. um atastup is something that is done basically as like a what is it it's not a patricide it's like a uh, I don't know what the word is. It's it's the word where it's like uh anyway, whatever, not important. Yeah. So basically once like Pele had kind of said, once you turn seventy two, you kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Um there's a pretty comical um rendi- like uh depiction of this and what is it? Was it Norse folk? I think it's called Norsemen. Norsemen? I think. I think it's on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. It's like oh, a pre- and that Yeah. So basically, um and we'll kind of get the like leader like the I think I kind of refer to her as like the high priestess. I don't think that's like what her actual title is, maybe. But mm-hmm. she kind of talks about it. But it's pretty much that, like, you get so old and to a point that you're basically useless. And so you, like, off yourself pretty much. And usually you're jumping off of a very high cliff. Mm -hmm. Um, There is also um, when the man jumps off, though, he does kind of a pencil dive. And he just breaks (laughs) his legs. Oh, yeah. And and he he doesn't actually die. Yeah, he doesn't die, which is horrific. Um, Then he gets the hammer. Yeah, they mercy kill him. And this and is, is actually... so gory. Yeah. This was another thing that I think... I don't know if it's actually, like, part of the Atastup or if it was another thing that w- that I had, like, learned about that's a completely separate, like, what is it? Like, a ritual mm-hmm. is, like, another form of, like, an Atastup is that your entire... Fi- there's this huge hammer that I don't know the name of and I don't know if it actually has a name mm-hmm. that it, you see... And each member of your family takes a turn with this hammer, basically hitting you across the head and killing you with it. Um, mm. And that is what happens. You see kind of a little congregation of people. It seems like it's his family, like maybe his sons and two like granddaughters or something. Mm-hmm. They come up and they each take a turn whacking him right in the face and smushing his face into nothingness. Oh, And it is pretty gory. Yeah, I don't like pretty it. Pretty gory. I don't like it. But yeah, I mean, one of the elders, like you said, this well, Connie woman, and Simon are freaking out. They're losing it. And, and I mean, th- Danny and Christian are not thrilled either. No, they're panicking, but yeah. they're not screaming at everyone, saying that everyone's fucked up. But Simon is, is completely is fucked his up. Mind. Like, you're all fucked up. This is sick. You're all, like, demons and blah, blah, blah. Um, the high priestess elder lady comes up and is like, like, oh my god, Ingmar, did you not, like, explain to them? Did you not warn them what's happening? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, I tried to... And she says, like, you have to see this as a great honor. They Mm -hmm. are very honored to do this. They're giving their life back as a gesture because Mm -hmm. their life, they're giving their life for, like, a new baby. It's like a circle Mm -hmm. of life reincarnation type deal. They're not dying in fear and in shame and by illness. And there's no point in fighting the inevitable. That's what's going to happen. Might as well do it on your own terms type deal. Yeah. And, like, okay, Sure. I mean, if it's, I guess, I don't know. I mean, teach I, yeah. their own, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. So, anyways, um, later Christian, uh, they're back at the in, at camp. We <laughs> find out that Christian is also not just a shitty boyfriend. He's, he's also, also a, a shitty, shitty friend. friend. <laughs> um, but he reveals to Josh that he's also going to write his his thesis on uh, the Harga on the Harga the Harga. 
excuse me. Um, and Josh is not thrilled because this was his idea. And Christian's like, well, it's not really, like, I didn't really steal it. You're going to London and Germany. And, like, he's like, I'm just doing it on this place. So he's, like, trying to excuse it. Yeah, but the thing is, is that, honestly, Josh drags the fuck out of him. He's like, you're so vile and you're slimy and this is disgusting and you know exactly what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is I'm also currently, I'm taking a science and policy class. Mm -hmm. So we're learning a lot about like how peer reviews and things like that happen and research and how like collaborations and things like that. This is completely fucked up on and an unethical what Christian is doing from like a doctoral research standpoint. Because what Mm -hmm. he's doing is his thesis for his PhD and it's very fucked up. He's pretty much, he, like, Josh has done all this work trying to, like, he's probably the one who, like, organized this whole thing. Obviously, like, you know, he's doing all the legwork, and now Christian is just kind of like, yay, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to take all this from you now. Yeah. And it's fucked. See, I couldn't think of an idea for my thesis, so instead I just quit grad school instead of stealing it from my friend. Nice. I yeah. mean, that's more honorable. Danny's panic packing. Yeah, Danny Danny does a lot of panicking in this movie. And, you know, I can forgive her because she's been through a lot, but she does an awful lot of panicking. I, um, I would like to say that I think if you were in this situation, you would probably be panicking. The thing is, is that you wouldn't have even gone. Right. That's what so, I was going to say. I wouldn't have been there in the first place. Um, we got to give her, a, I give her a lot of slack. I used to, when I first watched it, I was like, wow, she's fucking annoying. But then I was <laughs> like, mm, no, I think I'd be pretty much, first of all, I wouldn't have even done it. I wouldn't have even gotten on the plane. Yeah, no. Um, she's doing it a little bit better than me. And you know what? She has a lot of feelings that she needs to process. Yeah. <laughs> and she's literally all by herself and she has no one. Yeah. So, you know what? Let her cry. But, but Pele comes to comfort her. Mm-hmm. He's very nice um he's a nice boy he is very nice but he's and he's like you should stay and um danny really should just date pele but he's he reveals to danny that his parents burned in a fire Mm -hmm. which is which will which comes right around full circle at the end oh yeah we will find out exactly why they burned in a fire i forgot about that but he says he was raised by this community so that's why it's important to him he knows what she's going through, but for him, the reason why it's so different is because he had this community with him, mm-hmm. and he never truly felt alone. Yeah. But she feels alone. He asks her if she has ever truly felt held, and mm-hmm. if Christian makes her feel held. <laughs> Which no. is obvious. No, she doesn't. Yeah. Then it's nighttime again. Yep. Um... And Danny has a dream that she wakes up in the middle of the night, and they all left her there and then she kind of has like weird like flash sequences of like her parents and her sister and her dying and she's screaming and it's yeah. exhaust that's coming out of her mouth and things yeah. like that yeah she, i mean she's definitely having some panic dreams and some mm-hmm. flashbacks um yeah ginger bitch is staring at christian yeah and she sticks something under his bed um they go they burn all they burn the elders um by the fire mm-hmm. and you see that before they go to bed and in the morning they're all ash and then you see them shoveling all the ashes to this like fallen tree thing mm-hmm. and josh picks uh josh has the thing that was stuck under chris's bed and he at or christian i called him chris because i hated typing christian and ty- uh, writing out christian 
Josh asked this elder, like, hey, uh, what is this? Or asked Pele. Well, first, first we find out that uh, Josh is... Uh, Pele has... Well, so I guess it's like a chain of communication, but Pele is informing Josh that um, that the elders have approved um, him to use this mm-hmm. information uh, for his thesis as long as he keeps names and locations anonymous, but he has to split it with Christian. So basically, he's getting fucked. Yeah, he's getting yeah. fucked. He then asks him what this thing is that was stuck under Christian's bed, and he says, oh, it's a love ring. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, sick. And uh, was it, it's, is it Maja? Maja? Yeah. I wasn't catching how they pr- were pronouncing it. I think it's Ma- Maha. Maha? Maja? Maha? Let's say Maha. I wrote it down at one point as Raja. <laughs> yeah. Like drag queen Raja. <laughs> I think, no, I think you're right. I think it's Maha. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, this is probably all wrong. It's probably every single name is probably wrong, but Whatever. that's fine. Anyways, but she put it there. So she likes him, basically, is, is what we're finding she out. She want to fuck him. Yeah, and um, while all this is happening, hell starts breaking loose because we find that my Will, my husband, Will Poulter, is pissing on what he thought was a dead tree, but it's actually their ancestral sacred tree. ancestral tree. Um, see, this is what happens when you invite outsiders to your secret commune. They're not going to know those things. I guess. And I mean, Christians you shouldn't also just laughing. piss on anything. You but. shouldn't just piss on a tree. I'm sure they have <laughs> fucking bathrooms there. They must, because other people are using bathrooms. You don't mm-hmm. see other people just dropping their pants. Yeah. Simon left Connie. Yeah, Connie Connie and Simon were very upset by the Attestoop, and they are leaving. We find out that Simon was driven to the train station, and he left Connie there, which mm-hmm. is not in character for him. Um, Connie's saying that he, he never would have done that, but that is apparently what he did. I thought it was really funny when she was like, well, they, the elder guy kind of says like, well, there wasn't enough room in the truck and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I could have sat in his lap. And he was like, we don't break traffic laws. <laughs> they don't break, that's where they draw the line. Traffic laws, absolutely fucking That not. is their hard stop. They do not break traffic laws. Mm-mm. So, um, she's pissed and she kind of runs off. Christian is being told at this point that in order to avoid incest, they sometimes invite outsiders in to mate with their members. To keep the bloodlines uh, pure and to mm-hmm. save the bloodlines yeah, and things exactly. like that. Yeah, um, exactly. Danny's helping in the kitchen. They're making the mm-hmm. meat pies for dinner. And then uh, Christian is introduced to Reuben. Yes. Oh, God, Reuben. <laughs> Reuben. Um... Yeah, I mean, they're basically, they're going through some of these, like, secret runes that are in this giant library that they have. Yeah, there's, like, hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of of um, sacred texts. And basically, you get a glimpse of this sacred text. It looks like finger painting. And so pretty much what it is, mm-hmm. is Reuben, who is from a product of deliberate mm-hmm. inbreeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why is because he's not clouded. Yeah. He has, like, a direct, unclouded line to, like, the ancestral mm-hmm. plane of existence or something like that. And so Reuben basically finger paints, and then the elders interpret. Right. So basically they just, they just say whatever just they want. It's just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And so that's what the sacred text is. 
and there is a name for the sacred text and I wrote it down at some point but it doesn't really matter at this point the sacred text is pretty much just finger painting and then an elder just decides to write whatever the fuck they want on it um and Josh wants to take a picture of it and this guy's like absolutely fucking not you can't and he's like oh okay and then we kind of everyone hears a woman scream and then we're sitting down for another dinner or something. They eat a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Time for meat pie. Yeah. And Christian's lemonade is significantly darker than everyone else's. Is it? Yeah. I didn't catch that. Because it's got some blood in it. Ew. It's got some menstrual blood in it. Yeah, that's not cool. From the little cute love story tapestry that we've seen. Yeah. Um, they all kind of start talking about um, Simon and Connie. And yeah. Danny starts to say that Simon left Connie and Christian's like, wow, that's pretty fucked up. And then Danny has this sick line where she's like, <laughs> honestly, I could see you doing that. Yeah. Me. I mean, he would. And then he's like, what's the fuck's that supposed to mean? <laughs> yeah. And he angrily takes a bite of his pube pie and finds a big fat ginger pube in his pie. <laughs> yeah, so that's something. Um, he does, yeah, he finds this, this pube in his pie. So that's... Um, so the prophecy is being that fulfilled. That is something. That, so Maha at, about to get digged down. Yeah, and it's, it is also at this point that my husband, Will Poulter, is being lured away by one of the, one of the commune members. Yeah. A, a woman, obviously, and my feelings are a little hurt by this, but I She's will let it go. She's going to show him. I will let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, that night, Josh is an idiot. I'm sorry. He may be one of the more level-headed members of the group, but that's not saying a lot because this group is not great yeah no um, and he sneaks out in the middle of the night because he really wants to take pictures of this these secret writings that he was told not to take pictures of yeah and he is caught by my husband will poulter who has seemingly been through it he looks very rough but it it, it is revealed that it is not my husband will poulter it's a different man who is just casually wearing my husband will poulter's skinned face yep um, so, and then, uh, Josh gets, uh, whacked. Yep, he gets bludgeoned to death. Yeah. I have so some fun facts something. about this. Yeah. So, uh, when Josh sneaks away to take pictures, oh, here's the name of the thing I wrote it down here. The Ruby Rodder. Ruby Radder. What is that? The name of the holy book. Oh, okay. Ruby Radder. Radier. I don't know. Uh, he thinks that it's Mark that's standing in the doorway of the temple. Also, his he doesn't have pants on. It is, in fact, the man who is wearing Mark's face. It's Ulf, which is the man who is screaming at Mark for urinating on the ancestral tree. And um, <laughs> Mark kind of, uh, while they're sitting at the table eating like lunch or dinner or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it was, he starts to be like, Ulf is staring at him. And Mark is like, I think he's going to kill me. Yeah. Turns out he does, and he wears his skin. Yeah, so that's his revenge. And according to Ari Aster, Pele is actually the villager who bludgeons Josh to death. It's Pele. And right after he was caught taking... Um, right as the camera kind of does this quick pan of Josh in the mirror looking at Mark, mm-hmm. you can actually kind of see him hiding in yeah. the background. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's actually Pele who beats the shit out of Josh. So that's fun. 
Interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I mean, the next morning it's not looking great because this sacred book has gone missing. And now Josh and my husband, Will Poulter, are also both missing. So Christian and Danny need to save their asses because they're they're looking suspicious. Christian also sucks because he (laughs) immediately is like, I have nothing to do with these two men. I have nothing to do with the book. This is absolutely abhorrent behavior on the part of Josh. And Danny and Mark, or I mean, Danny and Pele are standing there being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? you yeah, piece he's, of shit. Well, he's just concerned. He's, he wants to, he wants to save his, his own ass. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Danny and Christian are being separated because the men and the women are being separated yes. at this point. Um, and Danny is coerced, essentially, into drinking a tea, which is definitely drugs of some kind. It's another yeah. hallucinogenic But drink. it seems like Danny has a friend. Yeah, and, and also I was going to say, I was going to say that I don't think that's really how you make tea because... You smash. She, no, she just throws a bunch of, like, herbs and leaves into, like, what looks like cold water to me. I mean, I guess it could be hot, but she just throws it in water and then she just mixes it around. She's like, all right, here you go. That's not really how you make tea. You have to, like, brew it. You have to, like, steep it. So out of all the things that we've witnessed in this movie, yes, the one thing that you have trouble with is the brewing of the tea. I have, I have trouble with two things so far. The first is the brewing of the tea. The second is... The second is my husband, Will Poulter, walking away with a woman who is not me. Those are my two main concerns at this point. I just just wanted to do a little check-in, you know. Just a vibe check. Yeah. And it's time for the May Queen Showdown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But so they have, there's a competition. They basically, they have to dance. And the last one standing wins. So they're yeah. getting ready to start. And Danny looks it's down. It's a test of true stamina. Yeah. And I mean, Danny looks down at her feet and they're like turning into grass, just kind of like they were the first time she yeah, took Yeah, she's kind of, drugs. she's growing roots. She's one with the earth. Yeah, so she's and, drugged, in other mm-hmm. words. And um, she's starting to panic a little bit. Yeah, which is understandable. It sort of, it, I mean, it flashes to you know, this scene with Christian, too, and meanwhile, he's finding out that he has been approved to mate with Maha, or Maja, or Maya, or however the hell it's pronounced, and he is also drugged, which these people do an awful lot of drugging their guests, which is fine. One of the things is that the Harga, like, I keep calling her a priestess. I mean, I know who you're talking about. I don't um, think that's her title, but no. I know who you're talking about. Um, they say that her, that uh, Maha and Christian are an ideal astrological match. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, ma'am, who gave you Christian's birth chart? <laughs> it's astrology. Yeah, how do you they do know? Like a, they do like a check-in when he first think, gets there. They're like, what I, time were you born? I just imagine Pele just like throughout their friendship, he's like trying to get like, he just asks Christian randomly, hey, what time were you born? christian and then he like emails it to this lady and then they do his whole birth chart and then they like compare it to everyone else and they're like "Mm, christian and maha they're a perfect match do you know what time you were born i do what time were you born uh 1 36 p.m p.m i'm pretty sure actually shit i don't actually remember so you're maybe it's 6 31 it's one of it's a combination of those numbers oh okay but i do know the time because i have my birth certificate it says that on your birth certificate? I mean, mine does. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't. I have a birth certificate. I was born, I so it exists, <laughs> but I don't know where it is. No. Anyways, this is all pointless. 
Yeah. Um, Anyways. Um, I think uh, one of my favorite lines from Christian is that he says when they're talking about Maha, he says, I think I ate one of her pubic hairs. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely fucking did. Just <laughs> uh, casual. Mm-hmm. But Danny's having the time of her life she's dancing in the grass flowers in her hair yeah she's kind of killing the game up until the very end she does get a little tired but she wins seemingly easily well it's lots of spinning Mm -hmm. which i think the whole thing is that you get really high you get dizzy you get disoriented you want to throw up yeah and then um but danny seems to be pretty good at it yeah she's doing Um, great christian is the only one that's not clapping or paying attention (laughs) of course because he's a douchebag um some lady comes up to christian and basically hands him some psychedelic tea and says that um it opens you up for influence and at first he denies Mm -hmm. it yeah he he says he he doesn't want to have a bad trip but then he ends up drinking it anyway so yeah whatever he's again very easily peer pressure yeah but yeah danny does win she's crowned the may queen Mm -hmm. and she gets lifted up on this pedestal which i would immediately fall uh-huh. But they march her around while they sing a weird song, and it seems like they, it seems like she's fitting in great. She, yeah, well, I mean, like, you can see the flowers kind of moving and breathing. Christian is very obviously the odd man out here. Mm-hmm. He's not accepted. Danny is. All the faces are distorting when the crowds are coming up and congratulating her. her she kind of sees her mom and dad, like, walk past her. And she kind of has a moment where she's about to start panicking, but then um, Pelly comes up and smooches her. Mm-hmm. He gives her a big fat smooch. Yeah. And he says, oh my god, Danny, you're the May Queen. Mm-hmm. He kisses the bad bitch May Queen. Mm-hmm. And then she's put on that pedestal. Um, and there I have, it's the singing that they do, it reminded me of like the Who's from Whoville. Yeah. Mom, boy. <laughs> um, but when Danny's lifted onto this pedestal and carried to like the table, you can kind of see in the background the hills that there are the trees that she's walking past there's like it you can see her kind of her sister's face with Mm -hmm. the exhaust pipe uh, duct tape to her mouth Mm -hmm. you kind of see like an outline of that and it's pretty cool um now danny's at the head of the table Mm -hmm. and everyone's waiting for her to sit Mm -hmm. and they try to make her eat a herring yeah, I guess eating a salted herring tail first is good luck or yep, some shit. for good shit. luck. But she can't do it. She, like, chokes it up, yeah. which is fair. They're all like, yeah, you tried. That's all we can ask for. At this point, also, Christian is definitely having a bad trip. <laughs> bad and trip. Beca- again... And this old man does not give up. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, again, because I am a marshmallow, at this point I do feel a little bad for him, but, like, not that bad because he's not a good person. But there is that brief moment where he's just confused. Like, he's he is freaking out. Yeah. And he asks, he kind of, like, taps this old man sitting <laughs> next to him. He's, what does he ask him? He's like, what's going on? Or something like and that. And the old man just looks at him and just claps in front of him and, like, startles Christian. Yeah. And then he, like, looks like he wants to cry. Yeah. That was when I said I felt a little bad for him. I don't. He sucks. I mean, he does suck, but anyways. But they say that uh, Danny's in the family now. Mm-hmm. She's like a sister. And she's just like, yay. And she kind of has this moment with her chair that has all these vines where, like, they're kind of, like, reacting to her movement. And that's because she's mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're kind of, like, moving with her and it's yeah. pretty chill. Um, then Ginger gets up, uh-huh. Maha, mm-hmm. and kind of beckons Chris. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Danny needs to go bless the crops for good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, so they take her away in, in this... Well, she wants Chris to come. Yeah, she wants like, she wants him to come, she's but like, he... can Chris come? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime that anyone asks me for things and I want to say no, I'm just going to say no. Yeah. The queen must ride alone. Yeah. <laughs> and said, the next time I'm going to go pick up In-N-Out or something and you want to come, I'm going to be like, nay, the queen <laughs> must, must ride alone. alone. But yeah, they pulled off in her woman-drawn carriage. Yeah, they've got like a really <laughs> elaborate carriage. <laughs> Pulled by six strong women. Like, it looked like children. I don't think it necessarily was, but to me, from the angle, it looked like they were just uh-huh. children pulling the carriage. Um. Anyways, while all of this is happening, Christian is still very much not okay. He's high off his ass, and he's been lured away from the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think he just gets drugged even more. They There's this, like... Um, this guy's holding i don't know how you describe it but it's a container and there's like smoke coming out of it mm-hmm. and he's like breathe in for for vitality or something like that it's to give him a boner uh, oh okay okay got yeah. it yeah yeah see i didn't i don't yeah vitality <clears throat> equals boner that went whoosh, right over my head yeah so mm-hmm. i guess to bless the crops you put a bunch of seeds you mm-hmm. put what is that? I thought it looked like heart, meat. It looks like, just like meat. It was meat, I think. And like um, it, it looked like an egg. It yeah, you crack like an, egg an egg and you yeah. bury it. Mm-hmm. And then beep, pop, boop. You mm-hmm. repeat after me. You sing a song. Do a little dance. And bam. The crops, crops are, are blessed. blessed. Uh-huh. And um, Christian is being brought into a room where there's just a ton of <laughs> naked just, women. Where he's freaking out and they have him do the vitality thing. And he has like the robe on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And his face is just like pure panic. This is what I probably look like when I'm having a panic attack and I'm trying to act normal so yeah. no one knows I'm having a panic attack, but I just look like Chris. You're panicking. Where I'm literally yeah. just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my eyes are like completely like blown out and mm-hmm. like I'm shaking and staring mm-hmm. and moving really slow. That's probably what I look like when yeah. I'm having a panic attack. Um, and that's when we open the doors to a choir of naked women. <laughs> I mean, this is just, it's bizarre. Um, and uh, Maha's in the middle. She's like also naked. She, yeah, she's like a turkey just On sitting there. A platter there. of flowers. And a ceremony is, is takes place where, um, where so they have sex. And I'm, I'm, I assume the, the goal is for Maha to get pregnant. The goal um, is baby. But they're all standing around just like singing. And then one of them takes her hand mm-hmm. and is like, it it's sort of like it starts to become clear at this point that either what happens to one member of the community actually is being felt by the rest of them or they're just pretending i think it's kind of like a they they're very much so like a family everything's a shared experience you know what i mean like they're going through everything together and i don't think they're actually feeling it i think it's kind of similar to like you know like later on when they're kind of screaming and crying i compared it to like god i don't know what the term is but like you know when you're you're like convulsing in like a church Mm -hmm. and you're like speaking tongues and things like that Mm -hmm. i think it's more just like group hysteria group hysteria (laughs) and like we're also like feet like we're we're here with you mm-hmm. and we're just gonna do these things but we're not actually they're not actually like feeling it or anything like that you know yeah 
They're um, just going through the motions together. Yeah. So Danny comes back from mm-hmm. blessing the crops. Um, They're like, Danny, you don't want to go in there. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, I want to go in there. Yeah. And of course she sees this ritual taking place. And she froze up from how <laughs> disgusting it is. <laughs> Me, anytime <laughs> I see you look at another girl. Just vomit. <laughs> she just starts throwing up and she's like screaming and crying, which I relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, after the, after the ritual is finished, Christian just runs. He just, he just, buck ass he naked. just makes a run for it and he is butt naked. Mm-hmm. Well, so Danny is having a panic attack, but the sisters are panicking with her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like the moment that Danny's actually being held by someone. Like this is the moment that she's not by herself. She mm-hmm. has all of these women with her feeling like this thing, yeah. going through this thing with her. Yeah. And so it's like a pretty big moment. She's and her family. Uh, congratulations, Maha is now with child. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs out buck naked, and he sees a foot in the flower bed. Yeah. And he he tries to run and hide in like what I think must be a barn, like a chicken coop or something. Yeah. In the barn, he sees Simon's body. Mm-hmm. I am not clear exactly what's going on here, but it looks like... Well... Oh, you, you do. I... You are clear. Pretty clear. <laughs> I, from the moment I saw it, I knew what this was. Um, not really. But what this rem- one, from what I saw, it reminded me... You've never seen this, so you're not going to know what I'm talking about. Of Game of Thrones, one of the houses, their thing is like... They flay people, which mm-hmm. is pretty much like you cut them like down the chest and then you open them up and they're uh-huh. flayed. Like uh-huh. kind of like a flayed chicken. You know what I mean? Just like a reverse flay? This looks like a back flay. Yeah. Like not like you don't open them down the chest. He's open from the back. That's what I kind of took it as. Mm-hmm. But I do have. So Simon's fate is based on an alleged Viking ritualized execution method called Blood Eagle. Hmm. So. What's Blood Eagle? Well, let me tell you. So, a victim is placed in a prone position. So, pretty much you're lying on your tummy. Their ribs are severed from the spine. Trigger warning, this is going to be very gory. Mm-hmm. Um, their ribs are severed from the spine with a sharp tool. And their lungs are pulled through the opening to create a pair of wings. Hmm. The victim would supposedly be alive and conscious through the process. Oh. And not die until someone after... Until sometime after, usually from blood loss. Oh. As such, when Christian finds him, Simon is still breathing, barely, if at all, but he is also maybe a little bit conscious. As he was a part of the sacrifice, he does die at some point between when Christian found him and when the final ritual happens, which we're getting mm-hmm. to. And it could also be argued that he dies during this scene. Because uh, mm-hmm. you only see him breathe like once or twice. So he could have yeah. died in that moment. Um, I just want to know what fucked up person had the idea for this? Like who, not like in this movie, but just in general. Like who was like, you know what could be interesting is if we fucking rip someone's lungs out of their body and hang them from the ceiling this was a thing before the movie no i know that's what i said oh i, I don't mean in the movie i mean oh. like well there's at, a at whole point, bunch of fucked up shit that people have done to other people yeah i mean and i don't it's disgusting i don't want to know about <laughs> most of it probably. but this is called blood eagle um this is a pretty good band name yeah um 
Obviously, it's very improbable that people would actually be breathing after when your lungs are removed from your body because you need your diaphragm in order to Mm -hmm. be uh, breathing. So it's either that it's like, you know, plot hole or that Christian's hallucinating it and he's not actually breathing. Yeah. Um, But then uh, Christian gets dusted, bitch. Mm -hmm. Surprise. Yep. He gets caught. And they throw some more drugs on him. I don't know what they throw on him. Yeah. Dusted. Um, and he he is paralyzed now. Mm-hmm. He falls to the ground. He cannot move. He cannot speak. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up, or someone wakes him up, really. And they're at um, they're at another ritual that is taking place, and it's going to be the last one that the we big will shebang, find out. the finale, mm-hmm. the climax. Um, and yeah, so they really drop a bomb on us here, which is that nine sacrifices uh have and will be taking place so four outsiders and four members of the community and one of them is the queen's draft pick yep so danny as the queen the the may queen Mm -hmm. what is she the may queen may Mm -hmm. mayflower queen the may queen the mayflower (laughs) mayflower queen um danny as the may queen gets to choose the last one and it's either going to be christian or Turbion, 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 who is it's a the Hunger Games who is, pick, who is a commune member. They played bingo to decide which yeah, one B thirty two, and that was Turbion's <laughs> number. The poor bastard. I um, just I have another fun fact. Well, not a fun fact, but just a little bit of insight about the number nine that is revolved around this Midsummer's feast. So the complete ritual lasts for nine days, in which nine lives are sacrificed to purify the town. Pele explains to Danny that the rest of the newcomers, that the life, uh, the cycle of life is um, marked at 18 years at the end of childhood, which is 9 times 2. Mm-hmm. Youth at 36, 9 times 4. 54, 9 times 6. Basically a bunch of things at 90. Um, in addition, the feast is celebrated every 90 years, um, implying that each one of the sacrifice equals 10 years of purity for the heart of people. Um, the feast's name, Midsummer, has nine letters. This seems like a Taylor Swift thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the beginning of the movie, when Danny leaves a message for her parents, the answering machine number counts up to nine before it leaves the frame. Um, the number nine is important because of Odin, the father of all Norse gods. Mm-hmm. He was hung upside down for nine days in order to bring knowledge from the world. Wow. Creating Futhark, which is the runes language. Anyways, so yeah, four Harga people, four newcomers, mm-hmm. one queen draft pick. The f- two of the, I guess, four of the Harga, that includes our two old people that Atta stooped themselves. Yes. And then we had two volunteers. One of them is Ulf, mm-hmm. and the other is Ingmar, mm-hmm. which is Simon and Connie's friend. Yep. Um, the four new are obviously Simon, Connie, Josh, and Mark. Mm-hmm. And the last one comes down to either Turbion or Chris. And our May Queen, Danny, must choose. And, uh, and she chooses Christian. As she fucking should. Yeah. Turbion has her. done nothing to her. I know. He That's seems what... <laughs> like a sweet young man, honestly. <laughs> That's what I said. Honestly, good for her. Honestly, um... good for her. 
So, yeah, so she chooses Christian. We do see that the bear has been killed mm-hmm. um, and, and we being see, cut open. We see the shack being filled with all the dead mm-hmm. people. And we actually see Connie being wheelbarrowed into, along with other people, but we get a mm-hmm. good close-up of Connie because we haven't really seen her yeah. body yet. We've seen Mark's face. We've seen, I think it was Josh's foot in the flower mm-hmm. bed. We saw Simon with the blood eagle and now we've seen connie yeah and connie actually looks pretty um pretty bloated looks like she's been in some water it's at well i have a fun fact a lot i mean a lot of stuff happens right now so Mm -hmm. a lot of my fun facts are happening right now um when she's being wheeled in she looks wet and bloated um this insinuates that she was drowned in a nearby lake uh after supposedly they were bringing her to the station um and obviously when they were supposedly bringing simon to the station that's when he was killed um just as danny is taking the meat tarts out of the oven you hear the faint screamings Mm -hmm. the screams that i had mentioned um this is um implying that that is when the villagers grabbed her and drowned her and this is also confirmed in a director's cut version of this you actually see this scene where a boy is almost sacrificed by drowning in a lake by the villagers while they're wearing a sacrificial robe but the robe is actually one that was uh connie was wearing when she was being wheelbarrowed in so yeah she drowns they drown her um and everyone's being wheelbarrowed into their positions mm-hmm. yep and they uh they make a suit out of the bear's head and skin which is wild and they put it on christian who is still paralyzed yeah um but yeah they they've got so there's some people who are there's some bodies in the shed or the temple or whatever it is um the and there's also some living people um there's Which, the two volunteers Olin and Ingmar. Mm-hmm, and then christian who and is christian. who is put in there and he is again still paralyzed and still in his bear suit and they say some things about um the beast who is big and strong and wicked mm-hmm. and that this in this moment he is to reflect on his wickedness mm-hmm. and that him dying and being sacrificed is going to rid all the darkness and evil from the Harga community. Mm-hmm. And they give the two uh, volunteers some... You I can't tree. remember exactly... What was it? You tree. You tree. They give them... Uh, I have a fun fact about the tree. Okay. So they go up to him. I, I made this comment. They go up to one of them and they say, feel no pain. And then they uh-huh. go up to Ingmar, or they go up to Ule, and they mm-hmm. say, feel no pain. And mm-hmm. then uh, take from the Yule tree, you'll feel no pain. Mm-hmm. They go up to Ingmar and say, go, take from the Yule tree, you'll feel no fear. Um, and then I was, I wrote, but you, sir, talking to Christian, you can get fucked. Yeah, they don't give any <laughs> They don't offer no Yule yeah. tree to Christian. Yeah. He does not get any. But, so they're given some dew from the Yule tree. Um they're told feel no pain fear uh feel no fear but as the building is burning and the fire inches closer to them ingmar looks at ulf with fear and ulf gazes back and starts to wail in pain Mm -hmm. so this is kind of when they mo like they know that y'all fucked with me yeah i'm scared and i hurt Mm -hmm. and that is not true and um they can't really do anything about it Nope, and they late. can't even warn anyone else about it. That like, hey, when they give you this you do you tree stuff, mm-hmm. it's fake. And I think one of the things is that they, the reason why they volunteer is because they know like, oh, we'll give B 
be given due of the you and mm-hmm. then we're not gonna feel pain or fear but turns out it's all a bunch of bullshit yeah and they can't really warn anything about it but christian could get fucked and feel all the things yeah so yeah i mean they light the whole damn thing on fire um well and ingmar starts screaming uh and then once they start screaming all of the rest of the commune members start they're screaming screaming. they're Mm -hmm. crying they're shitting they're throwing up it's a lot there's a lot going on there's a whole lot going on but you know what danny having the time of her life she starts to scream Mm -hmm. she starts to scream and cry and then she kind of starts to smile a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, and she's watching the building burn and she starts to she's She's smiling. She's living her best life. Um, and I mean, at this point, if you're Danny, you're you're a part of the commune now. You're a member. Yeah. You're a and, full you blown know, member. Um, she's part of the family. Mm-hmm. And I that's really signified through like the flowers. You know, at first the the plants are growing from her hand, mm-hmm. and then the roots are growing from the bottom of her feet, and then the the like uh, vines are you know reacting with her and then Mm -hmm. she's the may queen and she's fully immersed in these flowers Mm -hmm. so she's fully ingrained in this community and she's part of this family now and she's ready to live the best life ever and good for you queen yeah i mean she gets adopted i i I would also i would also go to these lengths for a family so yeah and i also despite being the main characters danny and christian With the exception of cries and screams, they do not speak in the last 25 minutes of the film. Hmm. Which is crazy. It's one of those things that, like, you don't really notice. No, you don't. But the moment you hear it, you're like, wow. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah. All that... Florence Pugh can act her ass off. Yeah. She really fucking can. Anyways. Cool. That's the end of the movie. What do we usually do right about now? Um... How we rate it. Oh, yeah, we rate it. Okay, what's the scale going to be this time? We had a scale last time. It was like one to five smiley faces. Okay, I'm going to say on a scale of one to five flowers. Okay. What would you rate this movie overall? Um, like a four, four flowers? I'd rate it a five. Yeah. Five flowers. How for about me. for scariness? I'd say a three. Yeah, I think I would say the same. Because it's gory and it's like, ah, ooh, yeah. God, gross. And, like, especially when you first watch it. And even now when I watch it and I know what's coming, I'm like, God, I don't want to look at this. You know? Yeah. But other than that, it's not. Other than the shocking gore, it's not super terrifying or scary. Yeah. Um, but it's a great movie. The story's really great. I love the attention to detail that they've done with the research of like the folklore Mm -hmm. and the symbolism and the costumes and the layout and you know even just just the tapestries that they've made Mm -hmm. and the paintings on the ceilings of the buildings and all of that amazing Mm -hmm. and the casting's amazing all the flowers imagine having to make all those fucking flower crowns Mm-hmm. And the big flower dress is just iconic, and the acting's great, which I think I already said. Yeah. The directing is great. There's a lot of really great shots in this film. You know, yeah. even just the shot of the transition from the bathroom to the airplane bathroom, mm-hmm. you know. It's all really, really good. Yeah. It's a great horror movie. It's also great. It's a great movie, mm-hmm. you know. It's, like, very artfully put together, and it's a great yeah. story and things. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, cool. So this was Kayla's pick. Next week it is my turn to choose. <laughs> Every time you get to pick, you always pick something weird. Yeah. I what I've been doing is I have a random generator to pick like a decade and then I'll pick a movie in that decade. <laughs> that is so organized. Mine is just like I wake up the day we're recording and then I The only reason why I do the whole generator thing is because like my mind moves a million miles a minute and the moment I like starting now I'm going to have 50 million different horror movies fly through my head yeah. and I just can't pick one. Yeah. So then and then I also start to overthink that like okay, well I can't pick Hereditary cuz we just did Midsummer and I want to space those out. I can't, like, should we do Halloween? No, maybe we should wait to do that for when it's actually Halloween or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you think a lot harder about it than I do. Yeah, so that's why I just let, you know, Random Generator pick it out for yeah. me. But, um, so yeah, next week is my pick. We'll let the Random Generator gods decide what we're going to be doing. Um, but the week after that will be your pick so you can follow us on instagram we have more followers now we have um follower check we have i think 217 followers or something like that oh heck yeah so that's exciting hold on i'm checking it two oh 214 i overestimated or we had three people in followers yeah (laughs) no we have 214 followers so you could be lucky number 215 you could be and um yeah so we do polls like you know for this week even though it was supposed to be kayla's pick she couldn't pick so we she posted a poll to help her decide um i think it was a tie so i think you still technically ended up picking it was a tie and what i did was i rigged the vote by going on my burner accounts and voting for the one i wanted All right. Well, so then you just pick. So what was the point of doing a poll when you just pick? Because I, because I, well, first of all, I wasn't decided when I posted the poll, but then I. When one of the ones that you didn't want to do started winning. (laughs) Anyways, you can follow us on there where Kayla posts a bunch of rigged polls all the time. I don't rig the actual listener picks. Actually, I I will, uh, I will admit that I have rigged one of the listener picks. Well, well. But I won't do that in the future. Okay. I promise. Um, I think but you promise. can follow us there on at uh, Speak of the Devil Pod. You can be our 15th follower. Um, you can follow 215. us. 215. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at Speak Devil Pod. Um, if you like us and you are listening, maybe rate us five stars. But if you don't like us and you're listening, don't do anything and if you like us or if you know anyone else that likes scary movies and creepy crawly things and annoying people then tell them to listen tell them to follow us on instagram shout us out maybe we'll shout you out i don't know (laughs) i don't know (laughs) uh so yeah thanks for listening Are you?